vibes. Thank you for tuning in to the Push It Forward Podcast Network. I'm your humbled executive producer, Herut, and this is the Cosmic Convos Podcast. On Cosmic Convos, Brother Rod myself gets into how to utilize sidereal astrology as a powerful organizing tool for your life. Whether you're talking about starting a family, getting married, raising children, starting a business, going into a new career, what career you need to choose, and a whole host of other topics relevant to everyone's life. All right. Make sure you check us out on Patreon where we release exclusive content to all of our patrons and you get the opportunity to directly interact with us and ask questions and even help us determine the shows that we cover on our weekly podcast. All right. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Conversations in the Podcast Nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You're now tuned into the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and I got my good brother here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself, man? Hey, man, no complaints, man, no complaints. Just trying to trying to get better every day and day, man. Trying to get like you, my brother. Hey, brother, we walking hand and foot, brother. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, but before we get too far, I want to remind you all, make sure you like and subscribe to this channel or whatnot and hit that notification bell so you can know that we're going live or whatnot, you know. And, um, you know, as always, this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon. Big up to y'all. Got some exciting things coming on Patreon, so definitely stay tuned into that. Um, if you're interested in the Patreon, just hit the link into the description of every last one of our episodes is in there, whether you're listening on the audio or you're watching us live on YouTube or whatnot. But um, if you want to um, follow us on social media, you can go um, to Instagram and follow us at Cosmic Convo. That's C-O-S-M-I-C-O-N. I mean, C-C-O-N-V-O. Let me do that in. Co- Cosmic Convo. C-O-S-M-I-C-C-O-N-V-O on Instagram. From there, you can get to all the other outlets, get to the other podcasts on the uh, Push It Forward Podcast Network, get to the website, everything like that. Um, For you, Brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Uh, you know, either IG or Facebook, you can hit me up via Shechem Ra, or you can get at me at Astrology at gmail.com. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And, um, you know, uh, we, 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 you know, switch something up. You know, if you all noticed that uh, the name of this particular channel um, has changed. We have, you know, made this channel the uh, channel for Cosmic Convos podcast 
alone and everything else has been separated out. So, um, indeed. So definitely stay tuned, you know, watch the community tab. Um, cause a lot of announcements come through there and stuff like that. So, you know, for the single dad podcast, we're about to start filming that one as well. So that one has its own YouTube channel. You can go and subscribe there. And of course, you already know about Ninth Lord Films and, um, you know, uh, the other uh, podcasts we have, Plant Based with Love and the First We Build podcast have their own YouTube channel. So definitely tune into those. And the uh, old episodes will be up and the new episodes will be coming as well. So definitely stay tuned for that. Or whatnot, um, you know. But uh, <clears throat> we we we're, we're over here, you know. Uh, episode ten of season five. This is episode one hundred and ten overall, or whatnot. How you feel about that, brother? Oh man, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, we have just as many episodes as uh, uh, no jumper. Almost uh, right along heads. <laughs> Uh, neck and neck with no jumper believe it or not they only have a hundred and some odd episodes so that's that's big big progress and definitely gonna keep it going oh i thought they might have had much more than that i thought um, so too i thought so too maybe i don't know if they make it break it down into seasons or whatever you but when i looked at it they showed the number on there and i think it's 120 something or something like that i could be wrong right but uh <laughs> from what i saw that's that's what it was so yeah interesting that. yeah definitely. interesting well, just uh, for those of you all, before we get flowing, 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 uh, let me know about volume, you know, drop something in the comments. Let me know if you can hear volume uh, from both of us uh, relatively well. You know, just put something in the comments, let us know something or whatnot before we start flowing. I think we good. I, I, Rock, can you hear me good? I can hear you perfect. You hear me perfect? Yep. Indeed. Indeed, yeah, I think, uh, let me see something real quick. One, two, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we're good. Or whatnot. So, um, go ahead and, you know, moving on or whatnot. You know, so, um. You know, as far as the episodes, I know we're not touching Joe Button, man. He had like, <laughs> he had almost 500 episodes or whatnot. So that's uh <laughs> Oh, no. No, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. So what, by, the, by the time we get to there or whatnot, we'll be, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> shoot, man. We'll be season 10 or something like that by that time. Right. <laughs> no, season 20, man. <laughs> season 20 by that wow. time. So we'll be. We'd be willing and dealing. We'd be doing this. We'd be doing this podcast on Jupiter or something like that. We don't want to Saturday exactly, things. right? From <laughs> Mars, right? <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, before we get rolling into the um into today's topic, um, Rod, you got anything that you want to uh, tell to the people? Anything that you want to you know oh, uh, announcements are, or anything like that? Classes are rolling. We got uh, nice, sizable things going. So you know. Um, it uh, it's definitely a good deal if you uh, are out there. Classes are held in the evening, so it's not on the weekends. Your weekends are freed up. Um, level, you know, the neophyte level one class is just now about to start taking off. 
So if you are still interested, you might have an opportunity to get your get your leg in the door, um, get your foot in the door and jump on in. You got a lot of information that you missed, but nothing pertinent to the practice of astrology as of yet. But definitely want to get in now uh, after this week. Uh, you know, the doors will kind of be closing pretty fast. So if you're still interested, let me know. Right. Of course, you can pick your level. You don't have to pick level a neophyte level if you feel like you, your blade is sharpened and you can, you know, get with the <laughs> best of them. Right. You can get into yeah. the initiate level, the adept level or the uh, the astro the astrologer level. So, uh, you know, let me know if you're interested. Shoot me an email. Uh, shoot me a text and we'll definitely get get you in. Definitely, definitely, definitely check out those classes. Yeah, definitely check out those classes or whatnot. Um, so yeah, you know, um, I think we probably maybe we'll we'll touch on this next month as well. But you know, there's some major, major, major um astrological um you know shifts happening coming up in this April month. April's gonna be interesting, so think we could probably cover that in more detail um in another episode might be a good time to do another status check or whatnot just because the you know the, the you know the implications of everything that's changing so definitely you know uh stay tuned in for that or whatnot um you know but uh you know kind of almost speaking to that a little bit you know because we're on the rumblings you know the foothills some major changes and stuff like that um as you all see on the cover art and the title and everything like that. You know, this past Sunday, something interesting happened on live TV. <laughs> you know, um, you know, there's a lot of different opinions about it, you know, and, you know, whether, you know, it's legitimate or not or, you know, different things like that. But nonetheless, um, it, it definitely made an impact. And uh, for those of you who have been under the rock, you know that you, you don't know that uh, <laughs> Will Smith you know, uh, matter of fact, let me just go ahead and roll the clip real quick. Let me, do I got the clip queued up? Fair use, fair quick. use. Fair use, fair use. Y'all let me know if you can hear it. There we go. Okay. My name is Dr. James Strand, and I have been using the Irisor product for about seven months. Now, I've always struggled with having thin hair, and it wasn't until a couple years ago I discovered this huge bald spot on top of my crown. Now, it made me very depressed. I wore hats out in public. I even avoided seeing my friends. All right, fair use. Love you, G.I. Jane 2. Can't wait to see it. All right? Fair use. <laughs> I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith. Did you can see, that you was can. <laughs> greatest night in the history of television. Right, so <laughs> we're here to talk about this event that happened where Will Smith on live TV 
went and smacked Chris Rock. Or apparently smack Chris Rock. Depends on what side of the fence you're on or whatnot. So we'll 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 get into that, but we'll, you know, maybe talk about, you know, a little bit what we just see and, you know, into the, you know, the destinies of these two gentlemen. And uh maybe even take a pink at Jada Pinkett's chart a little bit and then just kinda, you know, put it all together, put it in context or whatnot. But it's definitely been a uh interesting, very interesting event. That has everybody talking about it, and um, you know you'll you'll see why um, in a in a few minutes or whatnot. So let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, so that was interesting. That was definitely an interesting night. Um, <laughs> I was watching uh, Sonetter, and they start posting up on the. On his on his comments, Will Slip Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock, and I'm like, like, is that you know? I'm because I don't follow the Oscars, you know. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've watched the Oscars ever. Really, to think about it, I don't think I've ever watched the Oscars. Maybe the Grammys. I've watched more of the Grammys than I have the Oscars. Um, mm. But um, you know, it's just interesting how. They, they they haven't had much presence, especially you know with the black community, you know, African American community. They definitely have had their um, negative kind of. Uh, they've been in the negative light with us for a while, and just because the way that they kind of ram, they kind of cut us out of the whole picture of being able to have some type of real presence when we full well know, right, that we should be winning awards left and right. So. You know, it, 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 the interesting about the, the interesting thing about that is that, you know, when you when you put when you're around a lot of white people, it's really two different worlds. To be honest with you, because a lot of movies that we have that do better than theirs, but you know, it just they don't watch them. Some of them don't watch them, like the contemporary, you know, regular American crowd, your traditional. A lot of them don't watch a lot of those movies that we we view as classics. So, you know, the Oscars really kind of highlights that because it's like, you know, we're like, yo, I ain't even watch that movie. <laughs> but it's other people that's like, oh, that's that was the best movie I've ever seen. You know, certain and some of us do like, you know, you know, like my mate, they used to what was that book? That, I mean, movies in the notebook and stuff like that. Like, I've never watched that movie, but apparently it's a classic. <laughs> right right <laughs> right so you know i was having a conversation with someone and um you know it, it, it's the same type of thing we, he was talking about um you know the wire and he was like i don't you know that that movie i mean that that series got all types of awards but i mean he just totally was oblivious to it never even thought to even watch it or whatnot so it's just interesting like how we we got these multiple worlds going on, or whatnot, you know. Yeah, definitely. Considering even that the actual award looks like Patah, right? The the, the the statue of Patah. Considering, right? It's interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, I think at this point the Oscars are definitely going to be a conversation uh, for the rest of you know. It's one of those yearly moments when you look back throughout the year. You know what I mean? They're going right. to talk about this, through, you know, in a recap of the year. I'm sure, um, considering the events that have taken place, and you know, 
Um, just talking about Will Smith alone, right? Um, <laughs> he's definitely got a interesting. Uh, he's got a relationship that for the for the for Hollywood is you know not uncommon, but you know it's just unfortunate that his all his business man is just out on the street. It just is, and it's a public conversation now. I mean, when she came out with when when Jada came out with that whole entanglement piece, they even have a movie called Entanglement. Right. <laughs> they made a movie, I think last year, <laughs> called Entanglement. Right. Oh, so man. you know, the the light is not one that is because of their skills or talents. It's because of the the toxicity and the drama that is generated from or has been generated from their, their marriage. And, you know, just to think that your wife displays all of her, you know, private secrets on the red table, right? Red table talk. That's just, that's embarrassing, man. That's embarrassing to a degree. You know, for me, I, it would be, I don't know about anybody else, but if I can only speak for my person and from where I sit, that would be embarrassing, man. Right. I don't know what people people have like this weird, you know, kind of um, need to feel like they need to get other people's validation for things. You know right. what I mean? Like it's like, you know, you really it was certain things. I don't know. Some people I, I, pe people believe that they actually owe that. You know, hmm. to the public. You know, like I mean, like is you know is 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 viewed as almost like a you know I, I guess I could you could view it as an admirable thing, but I don't think it's not necessary. You know, I mean, it might be you might be getting a gain from it and stuff like that. But people say you know I'm being transparent, but you 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 being transparent with who for what? <laughs> these are these are regular to, people. To, they watch your to what end? To, but to, to what know, end? <laughs> like what is what is the ad? What are you gonna? What are you gonna get out of displaying your indiscretions in right. public? And it would have been a one-sided conversation if it were me. Like I wouldn't have even appeared on Red Table Talk or any other talk, for that matter, about the my marriage and this because this marriage is supposed to be sacred. I mean, it's a sacred institution, right? It's yeah. not. You know, it's it ain't supposed to be everybody's business like that. Unless maybe your community and stuff like that, that people who are actually going to help your marriage or something like that. But like huh. to the general public, nah. No, and <laughs> um, interesting. You know, it's interesting because um, if you look at her chart for a split second, she's Scorpio ascendant, right? Um, I think that's Will. Yeah, that's Will. And it, it's a trip because their charts are, they have that opposite energy, Scorpio and Taurus, seventh house interactions, which is, you know, very strong for marriage in Vedic astrology. So that's interesting alone that they have that, you know, that interaction. Well, they're right? still together, right? I mean, that, that, they're together <laughs> for <laughs> right? how long, right, is a matter of speaking, but they're together for right now. Um, right, because there's been talk about divorce and you know all kind of crazy stuff, and 
you know, for them to have existed, I think this long is probably you're running a marathon in Hollywood, right? They're running, mm -hmm. you know, they're running a good race because for the most part, they end pretty quickly, you know, they almost end before they begin. But, um, you know, when you look at this chart here, she's Scorpio ascendant. Now, I'm not saying Scorpios are secretive, quote unquote. Um, in fact, they really have a du dual sided aspect to them with regards to information. They're not as secretive as you might think, right? But the one thing that I know why she would reveal this, just to kind of bring her ch chart to light, to kind of fold her into this whole equation of what has happened, right? Look at her ascendant lord, right? It's Mars. Right. And isn't it interesting that it's in the third house of talk? <laughs> right. And Mars's color is red, right? And folks, this is the third house. This is Mars right here. This, you know, this symbol right here. It's raw, it's red, and it's in the house of talk. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. Interesting selection of hers, right? Red table talk. Red table talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, really? Like, okay, right. Not only that, right? It's exalted, not by degree, yep. but by placement, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's close to exalt. It's not close to exaltation, but it is in the sign of exaltation. Um, it is exalted, quote unquote, right? Um, and then on top of that, it's with Rahu. So her ascendant Lord itself, right, being in that house of expression and then need to get it out and then need to say something. Right? It's all on her. I mean, it's yeah. all on her, all over a chart. I mean, like yeah. exalted Mars, Scorpio ascended, moon and Leo. She's just hot. And you know, when she start talking, geez, <laughs> geez. <laughs> Rahu's going to inflate that right it's gonna <laughs> blow it up or blow it out of proportion right right so she's gonna say something she's gonna have something to say whether it be public or private and look she's been she just not just but two years ago she's only been in that that jupiter dasha two years ago prior to that prior to 2020 that was all rahu for 18 years and that's when red table talk happened right rahu is when it happened, right? And Rahu takes on that energy of a planet that's conjunct by far, mm -hmm. right? So it's going to do that. And isn't it interesting that what Rahu would reveal is the planet that it, and the planet that it rules is in the what house? The house of marriage. Seven, yeah, seventh house. Saturn's right here, folks. Seventh house. So Rahu's Lord, the karmic dispensation planet, is in the house of relationships. And so she's going to definitely air out or talk about or exacerbate whatever issues are going on in her marriage. This is her first marriage. I mean, considering, right? That's interesting. So we can understand why Jada would present something of such a nature, right? Now she might be looking in hindsight I believe she's looking back and saying, you know what? Maybe I did go too far. You know, Rahu doesn't give you any boundaries. It crosses all boundaries. Right. right. You know, if K2 is headless, right? 
Rahu is just nothing but a talking head. Right? <laughs> it's nothing but head energy, right? So it's just right. going to display that characteristic of courageousness, conversations, um, talking about those indiscretions that I had a entanglement. And here's the thing about it. Rahu would make entanglements. Makes perfect sense. Snake rap, 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 rap all around. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Right. I mean, K2 is, K2 is in Ashlesha, right? You know, it's in Ashlesha. So being headless about those entanglements, right? She told it. She's going to tell it, and she's not going to back down from it. You know, scorpions are also warriors in a sense that they have a secret weapon. Right. And that secret weapon can be for a woman her tongue. Right? Look at Mercury. Right? It's in Leo. So she can be bodacious, proud, arrogant to a degree. Right? Beautiful actress. And Moon and Moon and Porvo Falguni, right, in the tenth house would definitely give her those acting skills, right? So she definitely has that part bar none, right? She's got that locked. But for, right. for the most part, right, I mean, a woman's moon in Purva Falguni, Purva Falguni is a harsh nakshatra. It's very, it can be brutal. This, you would think that it's kind of nice. It can be brutal. Right? Yeah, a lot of women that I, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of women I meet with that nakshatra as a moon. It can be brutal. Yeah. Right? They're very good lovers, protectors of family, they love family, all those things, but play with them and see if you don't get bit. Because it's a lot. I mean, it is a lioness. Don't forget, it is a softer side of the lion, but it is a lioness. So it, it this fits her so well. It's interesting just to have her chart up to be able to review it. But not only that, she's in a Jupiter Dasha now, right? And when you understand how things work, right? This dasha that she's in is a is a is a revelatory dasha. Jupiter kind of turns the light switch on for you. So she's only mm -hmm. been in it a good year, maybe two years now, going on to exactly two years, right? Right. So the light switch is kind of coming on. So the light switch being turned on, uh-oh. But at the same time, isn't it interesting how the light switch turns on, but then this physical condition develops alopecia and that alopecia is from her transits that is why it's developed right k2 is still in the ascendant i know some people would argue and say it's not in scorpio anymore if you're using the true node but the ancients used mean node and i stick with the ancients sorry old school just rolls like that right but i stick with the ancients and the ancients use the mean note so right now rahu and k2 are still in the respective signs of taurus and, Sc and scorpio right so k2 rolling over the first house which is the what head the head and remember alopecia is not something that happens overnight you don't wake up bald-headed right you wake up and it's gradual you might lose you know some of your eyebrow or you know some of your you know portions of your other parts for your hair so it's a it's an accumulative process and i'm pretty sure she began to notice it last year probably towards the beginning of last year when k2 was making its movement over her ascendant degree 
So right. now K2, since it's leaving, it's done its damage, has done its work, and it's now changing her appearance. Right? Remember, she's now head, and I'm not saying I'm not making any jokes because I don't want to make anyone think that I'm, you know, downing someone's physical condition, not by any means, but I'm saying K2 makes you headless or hairless. Right. Right. It takes away something, right? And you know the what the marker of many many times, not always, because you have African women that can rock a bald head and look just as good as someone with you know, you know, shoulder length hair. That's not what I'm saying. But for many women, many times, a hair is the hallmark or trait of their beauty or the essence of their ability to become or feel to feel attractive. And this is something new for her. So she is feeling, you know, kind of out of sorts. But the thing is, is that irony always has a way to play itself out. You know, you put yourself on display, you're on these red table talks and you're living the life of, you know, the wife of a, a, a multi-million dollar movie star. I mean, considering the comparison between them, those two, uh, Will is the man, right? You know, she, not to say she hasn't had her roles, she definitely has, but when it comes to box office hits, Will Smith yeah. by far, right, is the is is the breadwinner. So you know, it's just iron ironic to me that we see someone that has always been very attractive, always beautiful. You know, Jada Pinkett was you know, you know, seriously the apple of many guys' eye when I was coming up. You know, especially when she was a menace to society and. A few other movies, especially when she was on um, on uh, uh, di a different world, right? Different, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's always been a cutie, but you know, she's definitely. I think she's done some things to her face, her body, um, just from the perspective of uh, plastic surgery. But nonetheless, mm -hmm. um, at this point, she's she her physical appearance has permanently changed, and when you see her res response and that reaction. That she had in that with that comment that Chris Rock made, you could see she definitely was not pleased with the comment. You know, she was like, "Okay, here we go, right?" Right. Um, so you know, I would understand if I were to project, or not say project, but peer into her feelings at the time. Right? She definitely feels humiliated. Right. And K two is going to humiliate you. Right. In some way. The other odd thing about it is that at the same time, Rahu is in the seventh house. So it also gives you public what? Notoriety. Notoriety. So it's a double-edged sword for her. And K2 and Rahu does that pull and pull, pull and push, kind of rips you apart and then puts you back together again type energy. That's what it does when it's con when it's transiting certain accesses. And that access is the ascendant in the seventh house. And of course, Seventh house, Rahu is is Will, right? Right. Um, looking at Jada uh, Pinkett Smith's age, right, in comparison to um, uh, Will, uh, Will is born in sixty eight. She's seventy one. So it's not the disparaging kind of aspect that you would think with Saturn in the seventh house. I would think she would have someone that's a lot older, right? But Will kind of carries himself like an OG. You know what I mean? He's not, you know, he's definitely been around the block a few times in the sense of his relationships and things of that nature. So he's not uh, uh, 
a, a new guy in that consideration. But um, Saturn is seventh house is kind of challenging for relationships to a degree, right? Um, right. It has Jupiter as an aspect, so you know, have by aspect, so it does lighten the load, so it can at least last, you know. Um, so I mean, it makes it dutiful. It, it does. Every, it, it, it it makes it about the business of it, you know. Yeah, you're not gonna just once you get married, and it's in a fairly healthy sign. It's in, you know, a Venus rule sign, so it's not that damaged in the sense of its placement. But Saturn in the seventh house is pressure in relationships, and a lot of times the person can add that pressure because remember, her ascendant lord is in Capricorn, and Saturn does rule Capricorn, right? right. So it's her kind of also adding fuel to the fire as far as that distancing. And they have been distant quite a while in their relationship, right? They haven't been like, you know, they've been close to some degree, but there's also been some distance, some separation. And you can see that with Saturn in the seventh house many times. But the other thing is that her seventh Lord is debilitated. Right. right. And it is, it is combust. It, yeah. It's burnt. Yeah, and it's not canceled either. Oh no, that's and she has no cancellations. Yep, that's uh -uh. a real live. Yeah, that's a real live debilitation. So and for for y'all, well, for, actually, for some she of does. Who don't... Yes, she does. Yes, she does. If you look in the D nine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. D nine cancels it, but it's in the sixth house cancellation too, which is a ouch. It's a bittersweet oh, yeah. cancellation. So it's exalted in the in the D nine. So so for for those of you who don't know. Um, you know, Venus is debilitated in the sign of Virgo and it's exalted in the sign of Pisces. So that's what he's talking about here in the D9, which is a divisional chart. We got to do a show on, on the Navamsha. Or yeah, we will we be doing it this season for sure. Right. But this, this little chart right over here is a, you know, different, um, kind of, um, play on life, a different phase, uh, different application, um, type of chart or whatever but this planet gets exalted here so it helps to cancel the debilitation that we see in her birth chart or yeah, whatnot definitely, definitely. yeah well one of the good students here asked seventh house has directional strength yes it does but strength doesn't mean good <laughs> <laughs> right strength means strength right and it's strong right it's it's placement it's fairly well because it's in a in a sign that does give it some lessening of the load. Being in a Venus rule sign for Saturn is a sweet spot, right? It's kind of like okay, I'm in a place where I'm a, at least I can. The, the energy here is not so harsh, but guess what? If you look back to that D nine again, right? debilitated, debilitated, right? So, for all intents and purposes, right? In the seventh house. In the house of marriage, right? Long-term commitments, promises, and how the person looks upon their connection to the other person from a, from a divine perspective, right? So, you know, it's a struggle for her, right? This is mm -hmm. a relationship has been a lesson for her. And, you know, as this Jupiter prog Dasha progresses, right? Uh, I would imagine that it's going to be a seesaw effect. You know, they might be the type where they separate but stay married, right? That's a very strong possibility with Saturn in the seventh with Jupiter in direct opposition, right? And Jupiter is a fairly 
uh, it's an interesting planet for loot for uh, Scorpio ascendant, right? Um, it rules the second and the fifth house. So guess why they would stay married or at least stay come uh, in 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 the marriage, children. Right? She would at least her herself. She would stay for children because that fifth lord, right, is right. prominent. And the fifth house is stronger. Well, it's about the same as the second house in the sense of the, the, the strength. But for the most part, it would be because she loves her children. She loves her children, right? Um, because Jupiter's in the ascendant, and that's fifth lord in the ascendant, and also loves her family too. So that's definitely personal for her, and it's very, um, she takes it on as part of her image. But Saturn, which is patience, endurance, painstaking processes, right? Being able to um, have mature, be mature. That wasn't very mature for her to be on the red table talk, divulging their entire entanglements, right? And I'm sure, you know, Will has probably done his fair share as well. And we'll look at his chart very shortly as a segment, just to kind of give you the backdrop of this whole event, right, that has taken place. And we and I, me, me, and, my, me and my co-host here, we definitely been talking about it because it's interesting to see, right? It's right. an interesting topic. It's an interesting kind of um, uh, event. But nonetheless, besides the event, you can see this kind of strain and stress inside of their connection and inside of their marriage. And this is from her perspective as well. So you also have to understand it from a woman, from her as a woman's point of view. But if we look at Will's chart, right, it's interesting because we can see Will is the seventh house for her. Right. right. So there's an, a natural affinity and attraction to one another, you know, natural, just off the rip. Right. Now, if Pac had been around, we might have a different conversation. Right. <laughs> right. Two, I bet you I'll tell you this much. I don't think it would have been a red table talk if Tupac had been around. Right. I don't <laughs> think there would have been a, it wouldn't have been a red. I doubt that. Right. But you never know. Right. I mean, you you know, we have to see what maybe we'll do a show on what Tupac could have developed it. What 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 elder Tupac may have looked like if he would have survived. <laughs> right. I, he would have actually probably been I would in my vision say a uh a very um uh wise person going through, you know, age puts something on you, changes your thinking. And mm -hmm. if he had lasted, I think he Pac would have probably Ended up in politics or in, um, at least uh, the civil in, in a civil rights type of aspect of things more than he would have in the, the gangster side. That would have burned out, I think, for Pop pretty quickly. Um, right. You know, considering age changes your thinking, right? Most OGs go back to the hood and try to change the youth's mind to get them out of that thinking instead of encourage it. But you never know because he does have that son in Gemini. So it's hard to tell with Pop, right? But, um, Interesting enough, he's got that. She's got Saturn in his ascendant within what, what five degrees, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Right, it's in, within five degrees of his ascendant, so he's gonna take her pretty serious, right? No, within one degree of his ascendant, isn't that uh, what is that, 19 degrees? That's 13 degrees. His, his, and his ascendant is right at uh, what is that? 12 degrees yeah no 14 so 13 14 yeah mm -hmm. yeah so the relationship from his perspective bringing her into his particular apparatus is going to be 
It's gonna be it's gonna be serious, it's gonna be harsh. He's gonna have to take a lot of pressure. And he's taking <laughs> there's a lot of talk about Will right now being two sides, right? We talked about it earlier. A lot of talk about Will being a simp. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and Will, not a pimp, but a simp, right? <laughs> right. And Will being uh uh the knight in shining armor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah uh, being chivalrous to, to a degree, and you know, it could be a little of both. You know, I mean, to tell you the truth, right? It's probably a little bit of both, right? Yep, Saturn is Badakstana, right? You're right. Definitely obstructions there. I saw that earlier. Good, good looking, good looking. Um, um, and they both have the same Badakstana houses, right? Both of them, right? They both are gonna have those same body stunner houses. Jade is gonna have it in the ninth, and so is Will. But um, you know, it's interesting that his sad her Saturn being over his ascendant, you know, Saturn can also humiliate you. You know, it can definitely make you feel, you know, it can it can tighten you to where you you thought you were something, and what other person to bring you to your reality check than your mate, right? Right. I mean, seriously, um, it's not easy to be with a very fiery hot woman, right? When she's got all this heat and energy. And yeah. considering, you know, looking at it from the perspective of relationships, you know, when you look at her, their charts, his ascendant lord is in his sixth house. That really kind of honed in on the first wife a lot. Um, that really kind of sparked the divorce within the first wife but guess what folks <laughs> guess what right it's not too far reach for the second wife either because no. when we look at this you know there's a way to find each person in your life even including the second third and fourth and even up to the fifth and i mean sometimes six right depending on this nowadays that's not uncommon but especially in hollywood right Right. Uh, that kind of is the name of the game. Um, <laughs> unless you got those mantras. <laughs> yeah, he's going to take the mantras and some some mental discipline, and some mental work and discipline. And, you know, when you've got money like that, you know what I mean? You know, sometimes those of us that don't have all that money are a lot safer, spiritually speaking, because we see things from a different purview. When you have money, you don't got the tools to destroy yourself. <laughs> exactly right? not completely right so you harness those forces that be for your benefit whereas those have access to re uh, resources that kind of un undermine that process but it doesn't mean that, that you know those that have wealth don't access it as well some do but right. it's very far and few in between um, but when you look at the uh, second lord that's the second wife people a second spouse, right? I don't want to be biased. It's the second spouse. And look where it is. Mercury rules Gemini. It's in the house of divorce. I just, I got to say it like it is. Right? It's in the house of divorce. So, I mean, he's struggling to keep this thing together. He's in a Venus Dasha period, which represents himself. And the sixth house, Taurus, as many times can be their own what? 
worst, worst enemy. enemy. <laughs> right? They can undo them. the scorpions. Guess what? Guess who else can be their own worst enemy? Scorpio, Scorpio. can be their <laughs> own worst enemy. Right? Why do you say that? Because the ascendant lord, which represents the individual, the personality, the native, and the sixth house or the sixth lord are ruled, are they're, they're the same lord. So the sixth house is enemies, right? And the ascendant is you. So you can be your own enemy, right? You can be your own enemy. And so considering, has she been her own enemy? Well, if anything that's activated in the sixth house from the ascendant, and guess what, folks? Mars is in the third house. Mars activates four houses from itself by aspect. It's aspecting the sixth house of enemies. So by way of her expression and communication, she can be her own what? Worst enemy. With Rahu added to in for it. <laughs> added in energy right so she's already put her stuff out there and normally you know scorpios are very private but for her it's the antithesis because the moon and mercury are in the 10th house of public of pub, on the public stage so she feels comfortable being in the public eye she has no problem doing that but you know she was relatively um private you know up prior until to maybe right. like you know maybe if you know about past decade she's been real right vocal. prior to but guess what rahu said not anymore right <laughs> not anymore you're not you got this overwhelming need to tell your business tell you. right? <laughs> an insatiable desire to tell it all right well, that's a heck of a desire right <laughs> gee where's hey. will will's over there like Man. Oh, my. Oh, man. Shut what up, woman. What, a, what did I get myself into? No wonder she could, no wonder Tupac dated her. Right? She got a mouth on her. Yeah. Just what it is, right? So, you know, Will's chart definitely he's got some things where he's a very stalwart, you know, nice guy. You know. But you know what they say about nice guys these days, right? They happen to finish last, right? And his ascendant lord is in the sign of Libra, it's in Chitra, right? Um, and you know he and his second he and his second wife are fairly close. His ascendant lord is within less than a degree from the second lord, which is the second wife. So he's very close to her. He does love her. He's in love. I mean, you could, the guy's in love. I hate to say it that way, but he's just, a, he's, I'm not going to call him a sucker. I'm not going to, Will, I'm not going to call you that. I'm just saying, bro, right? You know, you should have put a stop to that red table talk a long time ago, <laughs> man. Right? Not in my house. You're not going to put our business on front street like that. No way. And then to add insult to injury, right? You continue. Okay, you let it. Then I'm not, for one, I'm not going to go there. That'll be you and your thing. And then on top of that, it's not going to continue. And then to add to add the final cherry on top, no, that we're going to call it a blue table talk. And you're going to talk about <laughs> things other than our business, right? Because right. it has nothing to do with, no, that's how you ruin a marriage, right? doesn't help because you 
come you feel like you're i guess purging yourself and what do you call it um you know putting yourself into this type of i guess i don't know what kind of light you want to say but it's not saintly you know but nonetheless right and it's even a lot of talk i mean there's so many rumors it's just ridiculous but isn't it interesting that that rumor thing would be pertinent to rahu conjunct the ascendant lord right and they talking about she was pregnant by somebody else that was something i saw on the news the other or on youtube the other day. i'm like wow like you know just the, all the talk you know but nonetheless you know will's a pretty decent guy in the sense of how he you know presents himself in relationships right it's in the it's a, just take for example example the ascendant lord is in a sign of libra right mm -hmm. libras are fairly balanced and equitable in how they deal with things and for tauruses right as an ascendant you know it's very much a struggle it's you know cuz tauruses are fixed by nature they're very stalwart they're very much <laughs> four feet flat and libra is the scales so that's why it's a an enemy house because the going back and forth presents stress to the taurus right and that mercury is the stress is coming from guess what wife number two right right but to add that in right their son they have a son conjunct each other their sons are um, the same, they have the same sun sign. So there's a strong soul connection there. Strong soul connection. But that sun is combust his ascendant, Lord. So she's going to beat up on him pretty good. <laughs> Tell a little tiny little Jada, right? And 6'2 wheel, 230 pounds, and get whooped on, right? Mentally, right? By her. Because K2, when it conjuncts the ascendant, Lord, right? Right, when it can when K two, right, in one person chart conjuncts the other person's ascending Lord, that's a whooping. <laughs> that person doesn't feel like they have any control. He that's how he feels. I have no control over this woman, this relationship. I feel out of pocket, out of sorts. Why am I going through this? You know the question, the big question mark. Why? Right. <laughs> well, you all. Right. And his ascended Lord is debilitated in that 11th house, right, of social interactions. Isn't that interesting? Right. And social interactions is what debilitate. Social interactions is just the same thing as the table talk. It's the same process. It's the, you know, a table has a group sitting around it. Right. So you got to understand this is how he feels. So he's kind of out of sorts. You know, things happen with her. Things happen with her. He's sitting there with her. Things happen. Go figure. Right. <laughs> I'm just showing you how these things, and he's in a what, Dasha? Venus, Venus Dasha. Right. So it's all about him and his reputation, his presentation, how he's viewed upon, his name. He has to fight for it. <laughs> he's fighting fight for his yeah, reputation. Yeah, gotta, he gotta make sure it's not just put in the mud, right? Right. Because it's combust and debilitated based on her chart. 
So he's li living life. See, relationships are about you living life through the other person and them living life through you. That's how relationships work. That's why the chart combines in the way it does. So when you see that person's ascendant Lord debilitated in the other person's chart, you're living their life as if through them, as if it's debilitated or weakened. They weaken you. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. Right. You got to understand that his seventh Lord, which is his his second child, which is the oldest child, has now come out as being homosexual. Mm -hmm. It's Rahu conjunct Rahu in her chart. Straight up. That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. So the interlacing of karma produces these fallouts. That's why they say look deep before you leave. Look at his Navamsha. The D9 chart is a chart that indicates how you deal with the supreme being and in in indirect or in, in indirectly deal with relationships because relationships is the fastest way to supreme being other than being what's called a renunciate. Marriage is a sac it's a sacrimonious process. It's an initiation. That's why they have a what? Ceremony. Right? Mm -hmm. You make a vow, just like you make a vow to the supreme being, a vow of abstinence, a vow of silence, a vow of poverty. You make a vow to the person that you're with. Right. So it's an initiation. People don't see it that way. That's what it is. And look, in his seventh house, right, in the D9, he's got, right, Venus, Rahu, and Mercury. Are you serious? That's conjunct directly back to her what? Ascendant. Ascendant, yeah. This is the interlacing of two people's karmas that come to play. And they're, they're bound to live this out. When they saw each other, it was like, boom, it, it ignition, ignite. It's on. So you can see these things, right, as they play out. It's beautiful, right? This astrology is no joke, but he's in that Venus Dasha, and Venus is combust in her chart. So when you see Venus' son, he's running a Venus son. It's not combust in his chart, but it's combust in his wife's chart. So if you're married, she takes on, you take on some of those energies. So that Venus and Mar, Mars, Venus and uh, Venus and Sun Dasha is going to combust. It's interesting how it works. What is combustion? What does it do? It makes you super sensitive. It makes your skin thin. It makes you, you know, you, most of us don't get sunburn, but but the people <laughs> that do, right? Sunburn is when you touch someone that has sunburn, you're, they about ready to knock you out because it's so it's so sensitive. So any right. planets that's combust, it's sensitive around that area. And Venus is relationships. So their relationship is very sensitive to him. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting how it's playing out. But nonetheless, right, just to give you some context and pretext to what this whole event is about, how it pops out. Now, he and I have been back and forth, right? And, you know, it's hard to say what really happened, people, right? right. I have my side that's part of me, and I'm just going to keep it a buck, just keep it a thousand with you.
Part of me says it's staged. Part of me says it's not. Let me tell you why I say it's not staged first. The reaction that Will Smith gave when he sat down. That's the part of me that says something was triggered. Well, you know, the other thing, too, and I don't I, I'm, I'm sure you were going to go there. Is just like right now what's happening. Their ascendant lords are in a planetary war with each other. Not even. You, you, well, they were in a. They, they were, were in a planetary war. Right. They're no longer in a planetary war, but they were for some time. And when they were in that planetary war, mm -hmm. they definitely had some spillover, right, into the limelight where they have this kind of love hate relationship. Right. Like they could have been beefing recently. They were you know, beefing. Oh, they, they, they beefing. were. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, don't they they don't don't they were beefing. You can can't you can guarantee that. Right. But you know, Venus and Mars with regards to relationships is love hate. It's passion yeah. and it's anger. Right. It's love and it's lust. Right? And so you know, it's this kind of energetic tug of war that they feel with one another. Where you know, Saturn in her seventh house, I can't leave this man. You got to understand how she feels. She is his seventh house, so there's an interlock there. There's an interlock, right? Right. In his in his D nine, I don't want to call it a relationship chart. It is not your relationship chart. It is. Actually, your spiritual chart or your start chart that deals with a, a, a the external side of your spirituality, not the internal, but the external side of your spirituality, which ties into the external side of how you connect with the supreme being, which is either the, the supreme being itself or your mate. It's one of the two, right? Because people that don't get married, they still have a D9, right? And they deal with or people that go that live in ashrams or people that are nuns, uh, you know, priests, those kind they still have a D9. That D9 then shows their ninth house. The D9 is really your ninth house chart. It's not your seventh house chart. But, you know, I teach those things to my students because I teach them how to understand the parameters within the context of the D9. And that is a very deep topic because it's not just easily read based on your spouse. It's not, it's not really that. But right. if you're going to be married, and take a vow and take it seriously, then it becomes the chart that emulates how you deal with the person that, you know, your wife or your husband knows more about you than your mama, than your children, than your homies, than your brother, right? For the most part, your wife knows everything or your husband knows everything next to the spring bay. He is actually a great actor. That's an excellent point, too. And that Venus ruled ascending does give him acting skills, right? They're both pretty right. good actors, act, right? Sun in the fifth house also gives him the limelight when it comes to proof, when it comes to uh, doing his role. So by far, he does do well, right? Fifth house is also acting people, right? Um, it's that ability to have a presence on screen. If the man does that, right? Bar There's done, Neptune right? over there, too. I oh, got you. See, I mean, considering the outer planets, when you throw those in, you can, you know, loop those in in a generational sense. But um, oh no, I'm tripping. That's Uranus. My bad. My bad. 
No, yes, yes, you're, yes, yeah, yes, you're, here it is. Um, yeah. But uh, Neptune is in his uh, eighth house. I mean, seventh house, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, right, he does have that presence on screen. No, no, no lie. Um, the thing is, is that, and, and, and the reason, let me tell you what his real skill of why he's an uh, actor that does so well, his moon is conjunct Venus, right? That's the real skill, right? His ascending Lord is conjunct his mind. Mind and body have a strong connection. So he can bring off, you know, when he played Ali, he played the hell out of Ali. Our guy will give him salute to that role. Because right, right. Ali was a dope for it, right? I mean, he played that, the mannerisms. You know, it was almost like a Jamie Foxx type of deal, right, with Ray. I put them parallel. Of course, Ray was a little bit better because Ray, he had to play that piano, right? And the way he put, I, I mean, I think Ray J was cold, Jamie, right? J to me, Jamie Foxx is probably, I mean, it's going to sound crazy. I think he's probably one of the best actors in the game, I do too. period. I do yeah. too. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about modern wise. Yeah, he 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 carries his role right. Very I good. put it all time. I I I I'll put him over Denzel. I say I'll put him over Denzel. Oh yeah, but I'm talking about Lawrence Fishburne. That's my pot. That's that's my dude, man. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne is cold. cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Because he, he's he cold, got, his man. range is crazy. His range is cold, right? He could play Othello. From, he could. I mean, what's his dope. name from uh, King of New York? King, uh, did did you believe go, he was king of New York? Man? <laughs> well, you I mean, just it, yeah. his his role in there to the Matrix, He's <laughs> or yeah. or into Furious, what you call it? <laughs> Lord Fishburne to me is the the goal line of actors, right? He's like, if you are with, and he's I mean, he's played he played in Aliens. I mean, you know, he just the way he carries himself as an actor to me, right, is by far. The best considering Morgan Freeman, pretty good too, right? But Morgan Freeman plays the, the same guy, the, the same guy in different roles, right? But Lord, but Lawrence Fishburne, though, that man is a master, right? But Jamie Foxx, though, when it comes to imitation of life, imitation of to imitate man, the dude, like when he does Mike Tyson, he just he has the ability to carry off and be a ventriloquist when it comes to other people's identities it's possession so, yeah possession exactly so jamie fox is and i mean when it comes to ray and ali i'm saying they were close but of course ray took because ray because he's actually a mus musician as well but ali right. was a damn good role yeah. it was a it was a good role and i mean it was believable you could feel it it was you know when i watch ali to this day i still get the same energy as when i watched it the first time so it was a very good role. He's done, you know, uh, After Earth. Um, uh, uh, what's the other one? The alien, uh, the zombies. You know, he's a good actor. Right. Good actor. Um, but um, King Richard, the most King the Richard, right? Just the one right. I got to ask for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you know, he has a emotional content with his acting. That's what I mean, right? Right. Strong emotional content, but that's that ascended Lord conjunct the moon, right? Third Lord, right, can carry off and and you know carry off excuse me, those other identities very very well. So he doesn't have like a a a a a, a place where you don't believe it. You oh yeah, I could see that. I could see him being that person. 
So definitely salute to you, uh, Will, and your skill set. But when it comes to the private life, bro, right, man, right, you got a winner. So this whole thing about this kind of incident, right, it, I, I'm split, and I'm just going to say I'm split. reason why I'm split is because of this. The way it happened, now I don't know about y'all, right? But if I get, if I slap somebody, right, and I won't put myself in the slappy position, right? <laughs> if I slap somebody, right, I can pretty much tell you my hand, when it hits your face, the reaction will not be to come back with an immediate response as to say, wow, I was just slapped by Will Smith. It's going to be like, Bro, what the heck is wrong? You did are you tripping? Like it would be a it would be a response that would tell me or tell you that I got slapped, right? Versus being in a um I don't want to say scripted, but just a response that was seemingly characteristic of Chris Rock. You know what I mean? Like Chris Rock is slapped, I mean, in on a movie. He's going to say something like that. Wow, I just got a, a, a comic, a comedic response is what I mean, right? That's Chris Rock. He's a, he's a comedian by trade. But right. I'm talking about real life stuff by when you get slapped, right? The comedy goes out the door, right? Comedy, all of that stuff. So that's where I'm on the side of him not being slapped. But then on the other side, when I saw J um, Jada's response, Jada's response was genuine, right? It was. You can tell she was embarrassed, right mm -hmm. um that was genuine so that wasn't fake right um it was a slink slap with him made very quickly i'm saying if i slap you it's, it's going to sting to the point where you're going to have to tell me something about that slap it's not going to be a comedic response <laughs> it's going to be like man you, you why did you do that what's wrong with you it was a joke i mean like he did say that but the way he said it, it just left me a little dry, right? It didn't feel I, authentic. I could see, I could see both sides, you know. But I, it, to me, I, like I said, sometimes you could be, especially you're you're a pro, you know, you an aged pro, you know, you're almost sixty years old, Chris Rock, or whatnot, you know, being able to just be on alert for somebody trying to trick you out of your bag. I could see, I could see him. Just, you know what I mean? And then what they say, always keep the show moving. <laughs> always keep the keep show, show going. The road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's the, the one thing that kind of pulled me to say it wasn't staged is because the audience's response. If you look at, uh, what's her name? Lupe, uh, Lupita. Lupita. Lupita's Lupita. response. They was, they didn't they, they they were like was it what was that was that a skit or was that they 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 right, were all kind of like they was in between right, yeah, they didn't know, yeah. and then that's when it. they seen Will come back, and start yelling from the from the season they was like oh no he wasn't playing, so then they about to lose the crowd and then that's when Chris Rock come in and you know, you know crack a joke to ease the tension in the room. <laughs> yeah, I could see both sides. It, yeah. it, if it was if it was staged, the way that I see it is Chris Rock. Offering it up to Will Smith. Hey, man, everybody ragging on you mm -hmm. or whatnot. This is what I'm going to do. 
<laughs> or whatnot. And that yeah. that's that's the scenario where I see it could happen. But yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, Chris Rock, I mean, I guess we could go over that a little bit too. Well, let's look at this chart for a brief second. Because we don't think we've yeah. we've kind of touched upon their interaction and it is very strong. It builds and, up and exactly the build up. But right. Chris is kind of the, the, the linchpin here. He's the he's the 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 kind of uh, intersecting energy. He's the Badakstana, right? <laughs> <laughs> right of the two, right? Um, so we got Pisces ascendant with with Chris, and I could see Chris being Pisces. But you know, it's funny his build. He got it's, all it's, girls. Yeah, he does. You're right. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Yep. Pisces ascendant. He's just so thin, you know, and I don't meet very many Pisces that are thin. Not many, but then he does have Jupiter in the second in house Aries. in Aries, which would thin him up. And then Saturn does aspect the Ascendant Lord as well. So that definitely can, you know, reduce his, his body weight. And um, Mars is an uh, aspect in the Ascendant. It can make it thin. Yeah, it can make it m m more wiry. Or more, I don't want to say muscular because he's not muscular, um, but it definitely can add the heat index to his metabolism. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the time is a little jeffy, you know. Um, yeah, it's probably not here, 10 on a dot. Here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. If we nudge that time, I'm just, hold on, let me see something. If we nudge that time, as you know, it's a very ten o'clock is not his birth time. I'm pretty sure of it, right? Um, if we nudge that time, let's just say ten minutes, eleven minutes, eleven minutes. He's gonna be Aries ascendant. Mm -hmm. Eleven minutes, he's Aries. I don't see Chris as Aries as well, but the thing about it, Moon and Jupiter are in would be in the ascendant. So it wouldn't surprise me, folks, if he's Aries. I'm just kind of playing around with it because at 10, 11, it puts it right into Aries. So 11 minutes difference would definitely nudge it over. That's so, why that time, that time is so important, folks. <laughs> you got to have the right time or it doesn't congeal right. 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 Um, so, you know, the fact that he's got all girls is a good point, right? Um, very strong point, and that definitely will happen with Pisces. So we'll leave him as Pisces. I may rectify it throughout the year, and we may come back to it and actually have a real vibe talk about his exact ascending degree, but that takes a little while, right? Rectification is not an easy process, people. Um, right. But um, putting him back in, you know, putting him back at 10 o'clock, um, interestingly enough, he would still be in Rahu Dasha either way, right? Rahu is either way. Now, you know, Rahu in his chart is also in the third house, like Jada. Of course, it's a completely different scenario, but it is in the third house. So, you know, doing some risque things wouldn't surprise me. Doing things that might be out of the box or unprecedented wouldn't surprise me. Um, The thing is, is that you know, Rahu for him is in Taurus. And so 
Rahu and Torres doesn't like to take a whole lot of chances, believe it or not, right? There's a very mm -hmm. stabilized Rahu. They say it's exalted. I don't teach that there's an exaltation, debilitation to Rahu or K2. It's part of the lore of Rahu or K2 that you look at. So that's not what I teach, right? You might hear that in uh, common Vedic, Vedic astrology vernacular. Because, And let me tell you why we know it's not true. In the systems that we use, especially Parshar's light and the other system that I use, it gives you a chance. It gives you the option to change the exaltation. Mm -hmm. You can change it to Gemini as well, right? Some people say Gemini's is Gemini. exaltation for Rahu, right? I say they don't have one. I say the ascendant, the, the Lord of Rahu or K two provides the litmus test for their positioning because you can have Rahu in Scorpio, and it can be very powerful. You can have Rahu in in Taurus. And can be very much stable or safety zone or materialistic let's just say that right but nonetheless part of their per many conjecture many's conjecture would be stabilized in taurus so rahu is leaving there it's going to be it's going to leave there as of the 13th of this month per the mean note not the true note per the mean note so rahu being there a little risque yeah, think, behavior you know it could be a um I think it's a cultural view of Rahu that would that would it make is. you it push it, is. make yeah. you view it towards as the you know, yeah. yeah. Especially with with those, it's like it, it depends on what you what you what Rahu's role is in that era. <laughs> sure. And here's the thing, though, Parashara does say that Scorpio is Rahu's Mulatrakona because they're both serpents. Mm -hmm. It just means sometimes Rahu is too much. In Tor, I mean, in Scorpio, that's what they're really saying to you. It's too much, mm -hmm. right? It's too mass, right? So, you know, considering, right? Because um, K2 and Taurus will nullify a lot of those desires for material wealth. It, and that's what, spiritually speaking, you're supposed to want, right? Is to deny, you know, spirit, uh, materialism for spirituality. So, again, it's just, you got to kind of play with it. And go through, and the houses also make a big difference. Nakshatras make a big difference. Aspects make a big difference. Like I said, the Lord, which is the karmic distri distributor for Chris Rock, karmic distributor is Venus, and is in it's in Capricorn, which is a very strong Rahu, right? right. Because it's in a friend sign, right? And it's in a very strong house, which is the eleventh house, and Venus is not even combust, so it's very strong. Right in the consideration of where it is, it's in Mutara Shada. Um, that's also a very stalwart nakshatra. Um, gives that Rahu the ability to stay and to stay grounded and focused towards the end. So his Rahu is not damaged in the least, but at the same time, right, he's Pisces ascendant according to this time, and Pisces ascendants can be very, very, they can be humorous. That's why I think where he gets his humor from, if this is his time. Um, but the ascendant Lord is in is in is in the second house of Aries. And I just I I I'm looking at it when I'm looking at this, you know, Jew, he's does he does have a um a Gajakasari yoga, right? Which mm -hmm. is very strong. Um but again, right, you know, Mars is in the seventh house. Uh, I don't know how many, 
I don't know how many times, I don't know how many wives he's had. I don't think Chris Rock has been married more, but 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 one time. I don't, I don't no, know. No, he's but divorced. I, is he divorced? Uh, okay, then that would. He's divorced sense. now. He, he's getting. He's getting. Man, that he he got hit with, hardcore with the alimony. But that was his only wife, though, wasn't it? Uh, let me look it up real quick. Yep. That's his only wife. I lost you for a second, brother. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. So, um, Mars is in the seventh house. Um, I could see that happening right now during Rahu. Rahu aspects the seventh house. So I can see that happening, definitely considering especially what's uh transiting and what's on the horizon so it all makes sense but the thing about it is just for the moment sake because i don't want to get too far off into chris's chart but for mm -hmm. the sake of the moment right look at what's transiting right jupiter is in the 12th house right venus is in the 12th house so i'm sorry no venus is in the uh the uh, 11. 9th 11th yeah, house 11. excuse me 11th house again and this is all conjunct his natal venus and natal mercury so you know <laughs> that's why it's hard to say you know it's very difficult to say as to what really happened but i can tell you this much right with regards to uh where mercury is right it is as an ascendant isn't it yeah and that would definitely <laughs> present the option to make a a crass joke right? <laughs> you know to say something that you you know you probably should you could have left that one alone chris you know you, you dropped a bomb on her when she was really at her look not gonna say at her lowest but at a low point you know what i mean for her because she's always been the apple of men's eye, you know. And for a woman to get plastic surgery tells you that she doesn't have comfort fully with herself. A woman that gets plastic surgery tells me that it's something about yourself that you didn't like. Whatever right. it is. You know, of course, there's corrective plastic surgery. That's a little different when you have a car accident or, you know, you've been in a fire or something is has happened to you to to create a physical um deformity corrective surgery is that's what you know to me that's plastic surgery is what it's supposed to do but when you're nothing's wrong with you like little kim for example like Yeesh. like i don't know why she did that that's I mean, she was she beautiful went, she went. back in the day little kim was the you know she was cute she was sexy now what it, who you see her walking down the street and you saw them walking down the old little Kim and the new little Kim walking down the street, you wouldn't even think they're the same person. You I mean that's that's self something's going on inside of your mind. It'd be interesting to pull little Kim's chart too, right? We might have to do her, uh, we might I'll have to do a plastic surgery type piece, right? Right. 
because there's right. something going on with that ascendant eighth house connection, right? Usually, right? Um, so just interesting to have her do that to herself. And it shows that a person doesn't like completely who they are, how they look. So for her to do that tells me that if she loses her hair, that would also be another kind of kick in the same direction. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That would be kind of that same energy just smashed, right, in the same way. So when her, him, for him to make that crass, mercury-debilitated joke, right, where he has no feeling, fourth lord debilitated in the ascendant, right, or his feelings are kind of off or mis misplaced, yeah, it would make sense for him to say something like that when Mercury's pushing the button. You know what I mean? Mercury's making this, the, the hey, you know, G.I. Jane type, you know, like, really? <laughs> like, okay. You know, so... I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I forgot about right, Like, where'd that come from, right? <laughs> he pulled that out. <laughs> and I added for a second, because I had forgot about her alopecia, I said, oh, she's going to be the new G.I., you know, being goofy, y'all. She'd be the new G.I. I said, oh, ain't no new G.I. Jane. There ain't no new movie. <laughs> he should have <laughs> said Black Panther or something. You know? <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, you're going to be the new Black, you know, something, right? But like yeah. one of the, uh, whatchamacallit, the Warriors, the girls. Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty low blow, man. <laughs> right. And I'm sure he knows it. Everyone in Hollywood, in the inner circle, you know, they know, you know, what's what, you know. Right. Um, so for him to say it, Mercury in the ascendant makes sense. Makes you know you don't you always want to see what someone's motivations are to do something, and that motivation would definitely be Mercury right there. You know, hey, say this right, or this will be a great great you know segue into the award you know type deal, right. you know because Mercury is the inner voice. You know, it's that voice that says, it's the inner voice that becomes the outer voice. And it's like, did you really say that? It's in the 12th house from the moon, right? So that means that he didn't really right, care or really didn't have a, he was just detached from the statement, emotionally speaking, right? Right? Emotionally speaking. I'm sure he might have said he, like, he loved it, right? Um, but at the moment, right, it's and he said that was he even said it that was a good one, right? Mm -hmm. Right, you know, um, Mercury was in opposition to Mars, right? Which is quick thinking, right? Quick statements, and he he did say that he planned all his jokes. See, this is what I'm saying. He said he planned all his jokes pr prior to, and he doesn't let anybody see them, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, where were you going with that one? Like, what would, what did you expect the response to be? And I think he didn't, if it is real, right, he didn't expect Will to get up and say nothing because Will's been looked at as a simp, you know. <laughs> you know, you let this woman tell darn, darn near everything about your private life on Red Table Talk. So what you going to do, right? Well... <laughs> If it was real, he definitely got a response. <laughs> it was unexpected. But the thing of it is, is this. And this is why if you look at it very carefully, actors are very crafty, right? They're very um, adept 
in being able to make something look real. Right. Uh, and they're both old old heads in the game. I am pretty sure Chris, I think Chris Rock has been slapped a couple times on screen, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm pretty sure Will has slapped a few people. Right. So, you know. Will has slapped somebody else in real life about uh, something. When the dude tried he popped to, him. Uh, he popped him. Yeah, he popped yeah, him. Tried to kiss quick. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he popped him. Now that was now see that was a pop. That's what see that's now you that's the point I'm making to you. That was a pop. It's like, mm -hmm. hey man, what's wrong with you? And the dude, right, kind of reeled back a little bit. How to, you know, okay, my you know, I thought I heard you were gay or homosexual, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So he made a gesture according to what he probably thought. Who knows, right? But the thing is, that was a pop. This was supposed to be a slap, right? And for him to pow, and him not to, not to eyeball go this way, mouth something, right? See, I don't it think fly. he got a good connection. I don't think he. I don't think he made a good connection. What is wrong with Will's hands? Because he this leaning. Chris Rock wasn't see it'd be different if he Chris like had like jarred back and then he like made me missed and then scuffed him. No, Will was completely the opposite. He was into the can he was leaning into and I'm like, that's the scenario was odd, right? It's just odd. It's hard to tell either way. But for the most part, I think even if it wasn't necessarily one hundred percent genuine and maybe Will might have just let him know in a way of saying i won't pop you but i will swing at you that could have happened right but hey like i'm not gonna hit you but i will cuff you right and dude don't play with my wife because she's over here you know she did have that her response was real of all the right. responses of everything hers was genuine because she did feel genuinely humiliated right so you know it's hard to say it's one of those you have to toss a coin see okay you know which what what really happened but um all of well, the e either way i don't think will i mean it was and i don't think he felt the same way about it that uh, that she did so no, even him all. going up there no. doing that was just for the for 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 you know just to try to for the gram for the yeah. gram yeah 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 that was for you the know. gram yeah right but you know you better than me man cuz the red table talk i'd have been like oh you cold with it right Red table talking, right? Take it to the red table, right? Tell you how it felt, made you because, I mean, for all intents and purposes, that's what she does. She spills her heart out on this red table. So, you know, she could have told and said, you know, Chris Rock made me feel less than human, and whatever the case is, I don't know, right? But Will, you definitely got a two-sided view here, man. You got a a simpish view, and you got a superhero view. And off, you know, off screen. So, you know, a lot of women, a lot of uh, women have said that that's what a man should do, right? Men too. I've heard some men say that too. That men, you know, that's how you defend your woman's honor. Yeah, true, right? Again, yeah, on right. the street. If you walk oh, it down right, the street the, or something, right, like that, oh, right, 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 at an award show. You know what I mean? But. Her life wasn't threatened. <laughs> you understand what I'm no, saying? No, not at all. Her emotions, her feelings were hurt, right? But yeah, right, that's she subjective. Wasn't in danger, but like, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, 
interesting, you know, interesting perspective on this one. Um, it's hard to say as to it, but I know he did make that joke. And that joke came right out that Mercury debilitation <laughs> in Pisces. Right? That was real, right? And that opposition to Mars at the day on the day in which it was said is definitely a strong play on how the, the how there's a strong play on how it played out. Uh, Mars is even um, as I know Mercury is is Mercury combust. I think Mercury's combust on that day. Yeah, it is. Right, it is. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, interestingly enough, right, these are the things that you look at when you look at this. the Sun is in the Sun is in the, the ascendant too. Sun does rule the sixth house of enemies. Does rule the sixth house of enemies. So it could be that that enemy was will that day. You know, <laughs> was will that day, right? Um, in opposition to Mars again, right? Within a few degrees. Well, let's see. Mars is at uh, Mars is at four degrees. Sun would have been at uh, thirteen. So what? Ten, almost nine degree difference. So a strong enough arc to get the job done. So yeah, it's interesting. Definitely interesting. Uh, Senate Lord would have been in the twelfth house, conjunct Saturn, not, not by degree, but with Saturn. So you know, and twelfth house is—it's an interesting thing because again, the twelfth house can be you behind the scenes, doing something you know, um, in a way that is clandestine, right? Secret, you know. Either way, either way it go, uh, this this would probably be a good a fruitful year for um Bo uh, both Chris of them Rock. will definitely come on on top from this fiasco, right? Um Jada, on the other hand, I don't think I don't know how she's gonna play it out, but um, you know Definitely, definitely. Chris Rock. Chris Rock gonna be lit this year. Yeah, they and say I'm, his I'm ticket just, sales just, have like gone through the roof because of this. Like right? a G. Yeah, thousand dollars. It's a, you know what I mean. You yeah, know, that's serious business. Yeah. And then if it's if it's ascended, it is Pisces. Then you know. Oh, then right, Jupiter will be right yeah. and exact, and that then that ascendant from until January of uh, next year. Oh, no, April of next year. A April. Yeah. April of twenty twenty three. Yeah. So, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah, you know, hey, folks, I'm sure you all have your own perceptions and insights into this. Definitely. You know, share in the comments, you know, um, post your thoughts, share with us what you think and let us know how you see it. Uh, we definitely are always open, you know, for our viewers to share what they think about the whole thing. So uh, let us know. But, you know, we've kind of come to a point where we'll leave it in your hands to make your judgments. But we've definitely presented some astrological underpinnings as to what these triggers may have been as far as the event itself is concerned. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, folks, so that's been episode 10 of season five, episode 110 overall. Um, you know, make sure you, you know, like and subscribe this video and subscribe to this channel. Um, if you hadn't already, make sure you're on that notification bell or whatnot so you can know when we're dropping new content, putting out new material, you know, with, you know, converting this channel into Cosmic Convos kind of opens it up to do some more, you know, some other different type of content on the channel. So you'll, you'll see some new things uh, rolling out. 
um, with this situation. So definitely stay tuned into that. All right. But, um, you know, without without holding you all any longer, um, you know, thank you all for tuning in and we will be back um, definitely next week uh, with another great show for you all. Everybody be safe out there and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you.